Welcome to the Future is Healthy podcast, where we have in-depth conversations with experts to help navigate wellness and empower all of us to make feasible changes to a healthier life and healthier world. In today's conversation, we speak with our friend, Dr. Jake Goodman, who is a psychiatry resident doctor with an MD-MBA degree. He is the most followed mental health physician on social media, with over 1.4 million followers, and uses his platform to advocate for mental health and empower those with mental health illness to seek life-saving treatment. He is also the CEO and founder of Mental Health Movement, a mental health action campaign that has raised over $10,000 for mental health nonprofits and scholarships. In this conversation, we chat with Jake about why he chose to use social media as an outlet to advocate for mental health, and why TikTok is a good tool and has organic reach. We chat about how he is trying to break mental health stigma. He explains why his message is resonating with so many people and why he is optimistic about the future generation. This was a very inspiring and topical conversation, and we hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Now, on to the podcast. Hi, Jake. Welcome to the Future is Healthy podcast. We're so excited to have you here. We've been following you on social media for a while and so happy to finally connect. Thank you for having me. I have been following y'all on social media and you are killing it. So I'm honored to be here. Thanks. Likewise. (laughs) Thanks. So Jake, um, we've been following you for a long time now. Let's talk about TikTok. That's where we'll start because that's that's what we do. How'd you start TikTok and why social media? Why'd you start posting on social media? That's a great question. So let's see. So I started in January of 2020. Um, To rewind a little bit, I had a rough journey to get into medical school. I was ultimately denied by 25 medical schools. It took me two years. I had to take the MCAT twice. I really received so much rejection on my way to get into medical school, which had been my dream since I was five years old. And through the process of getting accepted, I learned so much, you know, there's so much that we know now, now that we're on the other side that we wish we would have known when we were pre-meds, you know, how to shadow, how to get research, letters of recommendation, all the millions of things that no one ever taught me when I was a pre-med. So after my third year of medical school, I, I go to Jefferson up in Philadelphia. After my third year of med school, I decided to get my MBA. I've got a sort of a business mind. I wanted to flex those muscles. I wanted to learn more about business. And I decided to go back to the University of Georgia for college. During some of my free time uh, after class, I started volunteering at the pre-med department and giving a series of lectures and presentations to pre-meds and teaching them all the stuff that I wish I would have known. My first big presentation, I called it how to get into medical school, the unfiltered truth. About 250 students came to the to the presentation. I was expecting 20. I bu- I got one box of pizza. That was like my thing. Like if you come to my thing, like if you come to my talk, I've got pizza. And 250 people came. And this was in November of 2019. I was like, damn, something is here. People are really resonating with this. At the time, I was also taking some some social media marketing classes in the MBA, learning a little bit about how to use social media because I had no understanding of it before. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to put this stuff online. I'm going to put my advice my insight and the lessons that I've learned on my journey on Instagram and see what happens. I called it Destination Med School, and I officially launched it in January of 2020. Never heard of TikTok at this time, just was using Instagram. And it just started to organically pick up traction. I started uh, connecting with other medical students and doctors. I, I allowed anybody to send me a video and I would post it on my Instagram. 
And I just started posting every day, gained 500, 1,000, 2,000 followers. It really started to gain traction. And then February of 2020, I heard about TikTok. I, I'm a fan of Gary V. If you guys listening, Gary. Yeah, of course. I think Gary inspired all of us. <laughs> he really did. And yeah. I just usually right. So let's listen. For sure. He's he's never really wrong. And he was talking about TikTok, the organic reach, the organic reach. And I'm like, hmm, okay, let's see what this is about. Uh, I, at this point, I'd probably go on a platform of like 4,000 or so on Instagram, which is huge. I mean, 4,000 is like you're putting in work to get that amount of followers on Instagram. This is before Instagram Reels. So there was not a lot of organic reach on Instagram. And I decided to uh, put up a couple TikTok videos. They all bombed, you know, 50 views or less. I tried again, 20 views. I tried again, 200 views. I'm like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to go back to Instagram. But then like two weeks later, I was like, I'm going to try one more time. I put up a, a story, uh, a very simple story that I'd already put up on Instagram, on my Instagram story. I put it up on TikTok. And the story was like something along the lines of, I was pretty much just venting. I was like, I hate when people say, choose the right medical school. Who is choosing the right medical school? Who has the option to choose which medical school you go to? You're lucky if you get into one medical school. That was it. That was a 15 second segment. I post it on TikTok. I go to class. I get out of class, 5,000 views. And that for me, that was the, the catalyst. My mind exploded. And I was like, 5,000 views on a TikTok? Like I have less than 5,000 followers on Instagram. I've been grinding five hours a day on there to grow this platform. And I just did it so easily on TikTok. And after that, I just started experimenting, learned what worked, watched the greats, watched the great doctors out there, see what they were doing. And fast forward to today, and I have a platform around a million between TikTok and Instagram. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, we found similar success with TikTok. Um, again, that's part probably why we didn't really start with Instagram. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because you were talking about Gary Vee and I hear the same thing from Dan, like <laughs> the same stuff. Um, what was the catalyst for your transition between focusing on pre-med and then to mental health movements? For sure. So, okay. Um, to kind of go back to that story around February, right? I start on TikTok. I start post. I'm doing a lot of really inspirational content around pre-med, around becoming a doctor. That's where my target audience was at the time. Um, I start really building this account. I start getting some viral videos out there on, on TikTok. Um, ones that I never really expected to go viral. A lot of humor videos, actually. Like if you are, if you ever see, um, what's his name? Um, Glock, Glockenflecken, Dr. Glockenflecken. If you ever see his videos, he's like a legendary ophthalmologist who puts the funniest TikTok videos, like medical TikTok videos on the internet. I'll, I'll send them to you after. I was doing a lot of videos like that, kind of funny. Um, and I'm just start building this platform out. Like I had 40,000 followers on TikTok and 10,000 on or 5,000 on Instagram by like April. And I'm like, what do I want to do with this? Like now I've really found this audience and they really support me and I'm having a good time inspiring future doctors and collaborating with other medical students. But like, what could I do? I could do something big with this platform. Well, I'm going into psychiatry. I've had a passion for mental health for a very long time. Um, there have been a series of events that have occurred in my life that got me really interested in um, advocating for mental health and breaking mental health stigma. Uh, just to touch on it briefly, a friend of mine unfortunately passed away from suicide when I was in college. And that event had a huge impact on my decision to end up pursuing psychiatry um, and helping break mental health stigma to provide the life-saving tools for people that need them. So I always knew that, I didn't always know, but 
throughout my journey of life, I figured out eventually, okay, I'm going to go into mental health. I'm going to go into psychiatry. So as I have this platform, I'm thinking, how can I bring in mental health advocacy in this? So I just start sprinkling in some videos about mental health. Um, one in particular that went mega viral, which showed that one in four medical students suffered from depression based on a 2016 JAMA study. And so I start kind of incorporating, yeah, right. One in four, 20, Honestly. there might be more. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the pressures that we're under, um, we can do a whole podcast on that. I mean, there's just so much, so much pressure and stress. So yeah, I just start sprinkling in some mental health videos. People start resonating with them. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm before this was fun and I was enjoying this, but now it's a passion. Now it's like, I'm actually creating the videos I want to create. It's cool to have a video, go get a million views that has a funny clip about being in the OR and like having a surgeon yell at you. But you know how much cooler it is having a video that goes viral that's talking about suicide and gives resources and gives hotline numbers for people to call. And then you have people opening up in the comment section saying this video saved my life. That is what it's all about. And once I started getting that success where I'm actually impacting lives, I was like, okay, I'm always going to do inspirational content for future doctors, but now I'm really going to focus on the mental health advocacy component. And that took me to where I'm at today. Along the line, I did meet Zach, who became my best friend, and uh, he's now the co-founder. Uh, we both co-founded a company called Mental Health Movement, um, where we, I have all the, all the shirts behind me. Uh, we are on a mission to normalize conversations around mental health. So we started a company that um, really starts the conversation. So we have mental health clothing. Uh, our, our phrase is, you matter most. And we've been able to really give back to the mental health community. We've raised over $2,000 for nonprofits and charities in the mental health space through clothing sales alone. We've started a $4,000 scholarship available to any students in the U.S. that struggle with mental illness. We're constantly giving back to the community. So it's been a dream of a lifetime to start this company with him. And all of this is possible because of social media. Have you guys met in person yet? Never. Okay. We were really laughing about that. And we we're like, oh, we can't wait to see these two finally meet in real life. Cause we were joking with Zach when he was on the podcast that you guys might be catfishing each other. <laughs> oh man, that would be great. Yeah. We never met. And it's, it's like a total testament to just friendship. Like we have bank accounts together. You know what I mean? Like, like if I wanted to, I could just, you know, take everything and run and vice versa. Like we, we have just so much trust. He's given me his password to his Instagram. Like we did, we've done like Instagram takeovers. We are the closest you can get and we've never met in real life. And that shows you again, the power of social media that he's now one of my best friends and he lives thousands of miles away. I think that's a beautiful story. I mean, just inspirational of what you're doing with the mental health movement. Thank you for all of that. We really appreciate what you're doing. Thank and you. then the fact that like you can find a best friend and foster that relationship, even if we're socially distancing because, or physically distancing, um, because people have been going through, obviously, you know, a huge mental health crisis with what we're going through with COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. um, and just having an example of you can use technology to connect and to have these true relationships because people are feeling so isolated. So that's really, it's really inspiring to hear that you can have such a friendship like that. Thank you. So why, why do you think mental health is, is hitting with people so much and just resonating yeah. with everybody? I think mental health has always been a crisis, but we're just now kind of talking about it. So I only know these stats because I just 
had a really cool interview at uh, NBC. And so I, I came prepared. So I have these stats in my head because I just did that interview. That's why I brought up the interview. Um, 50% of Americans at some point in their life will have a diagnosable mental illness. One in five, so 20% of Americans um, at some point in any, given, in any given year will have a diagnosable mental illness. So one in five in a year and 50% in their lifetime. Those are huge numbers. A, st- uh, a study that came out and was um, submitted and reported in the CDC's um, annual report in June of 2020 showed that 40% of Americans at that time in June of 2020 were experiencing mental health or substance use issues, 40% at that time. So normally in a given year, it's one in five, but at that time it was 40%. Um, that is staggering that there are one in two of us walking around experiencing mental health or substance use issues. I think that is a, a that can be due to COVID-19 itself with over 500,000 people dead. That's the financial toll of the crisis and not having the ability to you know, feed your family. That's the social isolation that we're not able to physically connect with people, schools out in a lot of places. You know, now you're at home, you're alone with your thoughts, and you may have had depression at baseline for the last nine months, but you've been able to cope with it because you've been able to work at, at go to work, you've been able to go to school, you've been able to connect with people, but now those those are removed and you're sitting alone with your thoughts. There's a million other things going on. It's not just COVID-19. There are millions of things going on that affect our mental health. But I think now we're finally getting to a point where we can talk about it. And Zach and I are really on the, the wave right now. That's why we've been able to resonate with so many people because we're the ones talking about it. And that's awesome. But the people that came before us 10 years ago, 50 years ago, those are the OGs. Those are the ones that should be on these podcasts that are like, they were fighting for mental health when if you were depressed, you were like told to suck it up and man up and like stop. Yeah, and now it's like, from your community. If you said exactly. That. And it's still like that in a lot of countries and it's still like that in a lot of places in America, but we have come such a far way and I, and I can't imagine where we're going to be in 10 years. And I hope it's so normalized that and I actually, the other day I was going to uh, collaborate with someone and they said, that they couldn't because they were sick. And I was like, Oh no, did you get COVID? And they said, Oh, unfortunately just I'm experiencing really bad anxiety today. And that was so cool that they were just so open about that. Like that's freaking breaking stigma right there. I love that. So I hope that's the direction we're moving. And I believe that is the direction we're moving. Yeah, that's really great. And I, I think that TikTok has honestly made it so much easier to talk about mental health. I think that the next generation, um, Gen Z's, I mean, they're so open and willing to like support one another. And I think that what really resonates with people about TikTok is the authenticity of it mm-hmm. versus um, what we found on Instagram. I mean, we still go on Instagram and use it, but um, it was a platform that was built on perfection. And mm-hmm. you always tried to attain the certain look and the certain character. And then on TikTok, people are just raw. And I think that yes. resonates with, I mean, it, it resonates with everyone. Now you see it on like stories and reels are starting to go that way on Instagram, but, um, it was truly like mm-hmm. you guys and Gen Z who are able to talk about it on TikTok and make it more and more normal. Um, I think that's, I mean, really resonating with people. You nailed it with Gen Z. I love Gen Z. They are <laughs> going to change the world. They are so cool. 
and so open to talking about these things, they really seem to accept themselves for who they are. I was just chatting with my fiance and two of my med student friends at dinner last night. And we saw a recent study that showed, uh, I believe it was 16% of Gen Z identifies in the LGBTQ plus community, 16%, which is way higher than any uh, generations before them. And so that just shows how accepting they are as a generation that they like, because if, if the numbers are truly that high, 16%, what, what was the percentage during baby boomers or like the boomers, you know, mm-hmm. um, what was it? I don't know. I have it in front of me, but I'd imagine it's way less than that, probably less than 5%. And so, you know, it's, I don't know if it's actually changing. Like there's more people that identify like that or that they're more willing to be themselves and there's less stigma around um, opening up about who you actually are. And so I, all of that to say is I love Gen Z. I love the way they open up. I love opening up my TikTok and seeing thousands of comments of people saying, I experiencing depression. I've had suicidal thoughts. I have anxiety, but I'm still here. I'm still fighting. And then I see that other people comment on their comments and they form these little micro communities, all supporting mental health. It's amazing. It's beautiful. They're so supportive. Yeah. That's what I've found most surprising about them. I mean, they are able to wear who they, who they are themselves, like on their sleeve, but they're so accepting of other people. Like we have a community, you know, whether it be in our DMS, our comments or our discord, where they are the most supportive people I've ever met in my life. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And they'll like spend hours just like typing back to somebody and responding like, no, everything's okay. You'll be okay. You can get through this. But, um, so we talk about some of the good things about social media. Um, there's clearly a trend between social media use and then, you know, a negative mental health outcome. So Mm -hmm. let's just talk about how you kind of teeter that line. And, um, I mean, we try to do it too. We all try to escape. We talked about it before we were on air about how you're going to try to spend a few weeks relaxing away from social media. So you as a mental health proponent, how do you kind of teeter this line between social media for good and it kind of going the negative route? Yeah. Great question. I mean, I've grown this platform now, right? Where I have nearly a million followers. I can put up a post and get thousands of comments, hundreds of comments. You know, I could get lost in responding to all of these comments. Um, I get DMs hundreds a day. There are days where I've gotten over a thousand where a video will go viral and DMs opening up to me about mental health, their depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. If I wasn't careful, I could get really sucked into this and lose myself in trying to help others. There's a concept that Zach actually taught me, um, the concept of caring, not caring. So caring, being all there when you're talking to people, when you're talking to patients, when you're talking to people online, but not carrying that around with you. Because if I was carrying the weight of thousands of DMs telling me that they're depressed or anxious, it's not, that's no life for me to live. I have to protect myself. Our phrase with mental health movement is you matter most. So um, it's, a, it's a constant give and take and constant learning about how to best handle it. The beautiful thing is that I have my fiance who is so incredible at keeping me balanced. And, you know, she, she can tell if I'm spending too much time or I'm too 
uh, focused on something in particular. She, she'll be like, let's go, let's go outside. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a run. So she's really good um, at kind of balancing me out. Uh, I think that's really helpful. No, I went to disconnect. So like I, uh, the hour before bed, I do not get on social media. Oh my God. If I got on social media, I wouldn't sleep. Um, sleep is so important to me. So I have like boundaries. Like I do not get on social media past 10 PM ever. That's really important too, but it's, it's a constant learning lesson. I don't have it all figured out. There are days when I get sucked in. There are days when I'm like very frustrated with it. There are days when I'm obsessed with it. it it's, it can be very dangerous when you have a platform like this. Um, but it's also a huge blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that caring versus carrying. And I think that for anyone who's listening, what I do for social media, because I, I can get sucked into social media as well. Um, just making sure that you follow accounts that make you feel good. Cause mm-hmm. especially, I mean, anyone, men, women, there's ideal body types and they're posting all about it. And then you look at yourself and you're like, well, I don't look like them. And so that can be toxic or, um, what we love about your and Zach's posts is that they're very positive. I mean, you're talking about really difficult things. Um, but they're always uplifting, supportive, positive versus there are some accounts that can be really toxic and try Mm -hmm. to bring other people down. Um, so just really take stock in who you follow because like your friends can create your community, can create you, your social media essentially becomes your community because you're surrounded by it all the time. So you have to make sure that you choose the right people around you to really create like a positive and supportive environment. You, you nailed it. I couldn't say it any better myself. You, it's, there's no issue with unfollowing someone that makes you feel bad. If you're not, if you're getting on social media and you're looking at someone else's page and you're noticing that you're experiencing distress, stress, or anxiety, unfollow that person. I, I love that. So Jake, um, we know you're a star on TikTok. Like that, you're all over our for you page all the time. We we talked about your TikTok success. Let's talk about this mainstream success. <laughs> um, for people who are listening, he was on NBC Philadelphia. Um, Jake, go ahead and tell us about that, how that came to fruition, and, and kind of how you translated that TikTok success to some mainstream success. Yeah, so I have really been trying to manifest success outside of the realms that I'm in now. So. I can be successful on TikTok and Instagram and I could reach a lot of people in the Gen Z millennial uh, demographics generations. That's awesome. I'm going to always continue doing that. But as I'm really sitting down in 2021, thinking about where I want to take this, just like I sat down in February of 2020 and said, where do I want to take this? I'm doing the same thing today. I want to be on the front lines of change in the mental health community I want to be a, from a government level, I want to be affecting change. I want to be in these conversations with the, at the highest level in the United States so that the, so that mental health can be what it can be in 2026 or whatever, when I'm in more of a position of power, I believe that every school in the United States, elementary, middle, and high school should have a mental health counselor there every single day, just like there is someone there, like a school nurse who can, who can treat physical ailments. There needs to be a mental health professional in every school in the country. Uh, there are so many things that need to change. The affordability of mental health, access to therapists, stigma that still exists at a high level. There are so many things that need to change. And I made a conscious decision over the last six months that I'm not going to just be a 
you know, internet celebrity. I'm going to be at the highest level of change in mental health. And so that means I need to start reaching people in more of the mainstream media. I need to get on these, these news stations. I need to, um, kind of get out of the, not get out of, continue to be in the TikTok Instagram world, but also reach people that are, you know, maybe the 60 year old in South Jersey that doesn't have an Instagram or a TikTok. How can I reach them? And I can reach them through mainstream media. So I manifested that. So, I mean, we touched on it a little bit because you said you want to be um, in the government, uh, governmental roles, or at least have some some influence on what policies are being made. Uh, what do you plan on doing with your uh, psychiatric specialty? I see myself likely going into a private practice. I see myself utilizing telehealth, telepsych to really meet people where they're at. I see myself growing out of practice, working with psychologists, therapists, really just growing out a, a massive practice and being able to reach people throughout the state and the country. Um, but I will always be more than a clinical doctor. And I don't mean anything negative about that statement at all. Being a, a doctor, a medical doctor, in my opinion, is the greatest career ever. But I, I want more. I want more impact than uh, direct impact with patients, which is super important. But I want to really work at the national level. So you know, I don't know exactly what that looks like now. I do know that there is a, a gentleman in the UK that just accomplished my dreams. He, um, I'm blanking on his name right now for whatever reason, but he grew, he's a, he's actually emergency medicine doctor in the UK. He grew a platform of like 1.8 million on Instagram and then used, utilized his community to help him secure a interview with Boris Johnson and is now the mental health ambassador for the entire UK. And he got that in large part based on his influence on social media. I saw that post and that was total validation. I was like, I can do this. That position we does not exist in the US. Health? Yeah, I was about to say, we don't have that. <laughs> we don't, we don't. And they didn't either. In five years, why can't we have a mental health ambassador or just like there's a surgeon general, why can't there be like a mental health general and so I'm going to pursue that route. Even if it doesn't exist, I'm going to make it happen. I love that. And we fully support you yeah. on that. I think that's Thanks, a great dream. I was also wondering, do you, do you have any uh, interest in leveraging like nutrition and lifestyle factors too? Like, have you looked into that for mental health? Yeah, I, I would love to learn as much as I can about that because I, I truly believe in like a holistic approach to mental health. I'm a big meditator. I've been meditating for five plus years I work out every day. I'm super huge into nutrition and plants. Like behind me, you can see like a ton of plants. Like I'm huge into that. I think um, that really underrepresented right now in psychiatry. There are some, like interestingly, I was interviewing at some programs that were really talking about the holistic approach and um, talking about nutrition and mindfulness and meditation and all that awesome stuff. So that's the plan. Like I, I do want to, uh, I need to become more knowledgeable in that space 100%. Uh, I think I haven't had the resources. Awesome. Well, I mean, we're super excited for you. Um, of course, if you're going to be the uh, mental health ambassador, you have our support. But yeah, man, we love how you're leveraging social media. Um, I mean, you and I, I mean, I, I think along a lot along the same lines of, of telehealth, telepsych. The floodgates have opened. I mean, the world is completely different. There's new technologies that, have, that are going to change everything. 
Mm -hmm. And, um, so it's nice to see, you know, that the next doctor is thinking this way Mm -hmm. and and utilizing these things to really change things because things haven't historically been that great for health. So like we have a chance now to like fix that, whether it's talking about mental health, like you and Zach do every day, or like we try to just provide really basic health information to kind of, uh, you know, increase the health literacy of everybody. But, um, so we're excited for that. But lastly, this is the future is healthy podcast. And so we ask every guest to finish the following sentence. The future is blank. The future is promising. I think 50, like we mentioned earlier, 50 years ago, having a diagnosis of schizophrenia was like the worst thing in the world. Like, forget about it. Like you're going to be put in some sort of asylum. Maybe this is more like 75 years ago, but you're really going to be isolated from society. But now with, with the right therapy, with the right medications, with the right support system, even with the diagnosis as strong as, as schizophrenia, you can live a, a normal life, you know, quote, normal life, whether you have depression, anxiety, PTSD, the list goes on and on. Uh, your mental health won't hold you, hold you back the way it, it used to. And I can't even imagine what the future is going to hold for mental health. And I'm just blessed to be on the wave of change. That's awesome. That's great. That's an awesome answer. Um, Jake, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. We loved having a conversation with you. Congratulations on all your success. And we can't wait to like follow you and see what you do. Can't wait to see you as the first mental health ambassador. Thank you. I really appreciate you guys having me on. I can't wait to see where you take medicine explained. You have really captured an audience on TikTok of people that want to learn about health, but maybe don't have the resources to, or some of the topics are too esoteric but you really simplify them. And so I can't wait to see where you guys take this. The sky's the limit. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Future is Healthy podcast. If you loved what you heard, subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. And if you think someone you know can benefit from any of the info we talked about, share this with friends and family and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We don't rely on paid ads so that you can trust we have no conflict of interest in any of the information we provide or talk about in this podcast. If you support what we're doing, you can help us to continue putting out content by clicking the link to support the Future is Healthy podcast. This podcast is for general education purposes only. It is not a substitute for treatment, diagnoses, or professional medical advice. It does not constitute the practice of medicine or other qualified professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. No doctor-patient relationship is formed. The use of this information from this podcast and any of the materials linked to this podcast is at the user's own risk. If you are seeking advice for any medical condition, it is important to seek the assistance from a qualified, trained, and licensed medical practitioner.